This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Let's um, let's get right into uh, the Word of God. I want to talk tonight about uh, the extra effort of obedience <clears throat> and I want to read to you first of all I like to I just the word is so encouraging to me you know I mean sometimes well I'm gonna tell you what if you look up down and all around you sure have to look at let me make a, a suggestion to you you know keep like the Bible says keep your eyes on Jesus looking away from all that would distract and I'll tell you things will distract you folks will distract you you know, there's all kind of distractions uh, out there, but when we look to Jesus, and when we're looking in the Word, we're seeing Jesus. So I like to encourage myself around uh, the Word of God, because um, it is, boy, without the, everything comes from the Word. You know, and our perspective, our position where the Word is concerned, our perspective where the Word is concerned, the value we place on it. Uh, or the devalue that we place on that. I, I, you know, I'm just tell you right now, and and you know, the people that need to hear it aren't here to hear it. That's the issue. All right, you can't do anything about that. But boy, I'll tell you, in 2019, you know, this is the solid rock that's going to hold you steady during the shaking. I've got some things to say about that. All right, because this is going to be a shaking year. All right, here we go. Uh, Proverbs chapter 2. And I'll tell you how I come about this. In the morning, I like to, there's 31 chapters uh, of Proverbs, and you can read one every morning. And all through the year, if you get two, three different translations, you can do that. And it's a great way to start your day. Just wonderful discipline. Amen. If you don't have a regular Bible reading plan, oh, oh I encourage you, you know, uh, get, get a plan. You know, without a plan, it's hard to stick with it. But get a plan. Uh, I've got a, uh, I have a um, uh, read through the Bible in one uh, year. It's the Message Bible. There's, we, we, for years, used the uh, the New Living Translation. There are many that it's encapsulated in there. If you just take that 10 or 15 minutes a day, uh, it'll, have old, it'll have Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs, uh, uh, broken down all together for that one day. So you go through the, uh, you'll read through the Bible uh, in one year, the entire Bible. It's a wonderful, listen, great benefits, great benefits to the word. Listen, it, so here's the second chapter of Proverbs. This is out of the Passion Bible. My child, will, will you treasure my wisdom? Then and only then will you acquire it. And only if you accept my advice and hide it within you will you succeed. And hide it within, will you succeed? So train your heart to listen when I speak. And open your spirit wide to expand your discernment. Then pass it on to your sons and daughters. Yes, cry out for comprehension and intercede for insight. For if you keep seeking it like a man who would seek for sterling silver, searching in hidden places for cherished treasure, then you will discover the fear of the Lord. And... 
find the true knowledge of God. Wisdom is a gift from a generous God. And every word he speaks is full of revelation and becomes a fountain of understanding within you. For the Lord has a hidden storehouse of wisdom made accessible to his godly lovers. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways, protecting and guarding you as you choose what is right. Then you will discover all that is just and proper and fair and be empowered to make the right decisions as you walk into your destiny. Verse 10 is the last one. When wisdom wins your heart and revelation breaks in, True pleasure enters your soul. Amen. Boy, that's an encouraging word from the word about the word. All right. I have a prophetic word uh, that I want to uh, read to you. <clears throat> now, uh, I, we purposefully, and you know, I just didn't feel the release uh, from God to share a whole bunch of things like we have in the past. Uh, but I, I, um, uh, I felt impressed. Sandy had sent me something uh, from Elijah's list. And this is from Rick Joyner. Rick Joyner has a proven prophet of God, uh, you know, powerful prophet uh, of God. And and this is just a little excerpt from it. uh, And I want to preface this by saying it's a time of shaking. Now, this is what the Lord has put in in my heart about the double, uh, about the double, uh, measure for this year. Remember that work that goes both ways, guys. Okay, then, you know it goes both ways. It goes for the obedient and the disobedient. Listen, we're we're uh, we're we're either paying we're paying a personal price for obedience or disobedience. There's a personal. <clears throat> reaping out of the sowings in, in this thing. Now, Hebrews twelve twenty five through twenty six, and I'm going to read this out of the. Amplified Bible, because this is the scripture that he referenced, and it's good for us uh, today. Um, 25 says, So see to it that you do not reject him or refuse to listen to and heed him who is speaking to you now. For if they, the Israelites, did not escape when they refused to listen and heed him who warned and divinely instructed them here on earth, revealing with heavenly warnings his will, how much less shall we escape if we reject and turn our backs on him who cautions and admonishes us from heaven? Then at Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth, but now he has given a promise. Yet once more I will shake and make tremble not only the earth, but also the starry heavens. Now, this expression, yet once more, indicates the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken, that is, of that which has been created, in order that which cannot be shaken may remain and and continue. Let us therefore... Receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken, offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe, for our God is indeed a consuming fire. All right. Uh, this, is, this is out of these scriptures what Rick Joyner uh, prophesied this, said, It will be increasingly costly to disregard the word of the Lord or his guidance in our lives. Following the Lord in all we do is no longer just an option. This is because of his love for us 
as was emphasized earlier in Hebrews 12, he must prepare his people for the time when not heeding his voice can be devastating or even fatal. So the discipline and consequences of this will increase in speed and degree. However, the fruit of obeying will likewise increase. So it works both ways here. All right. Well, back to school. Different grade level. Different measure. Amen. You know, we don't have the, you know, where you go to church, if you go to church, and where you go to church is a matter of life and death. God said, I set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Amen. And, you know, we don't have to be, you know, prophetic, you know, prophetic words are to be judged, uh, most certainly. Uh, but here's the thing. You know how the fear God. You don't have to fear anything from God. But but fear God. To know that if He says it, He gonna do it. If He says it, it's the truth. That's just the way that it is. Amen. Are you hearing? My daddy. I could tell. You know when he. You know he would say. You know do such so so and so. And it child. You know you get distracted. Or whatever. I could tell when the tone shifted. And he said, I said ten to that. And if you didn't tend to that, the consequences of not tending to it. Are you listening? All I had to do was change my mind tend to it. That's all he wanted was tend to it. Why? Because he knows what's better for us. He's not a mean God. He's a good God. Out of his love, he will allow, are you listening, in the little, in the little now, uh, because there's great, there, there are greater things that are coming. Are you listening? We're receiving a kingdom can't be shaken, but everything that can be shaken will be. So if you're holding on to the wrong stuff, the wrong folks, all that kind of stuff, honey, going to be a whole lot of shaking going on around here. Amen. It didn't say that, that you know, the government of this or that. He said, I will shake. I'm going to shake heaven. I'm going to shake earth. I'm going to shake it up in 2019. All right, another word, sign of the times. Jewish year. Uh, is five seven seven nine. Now I always look at the Jewish year starts in uh, really it starts in the first of October. September is the ending uh, of their calendar year goes from October to uh, September. And then ours there's a, that that overlap. Ours begins in um, January. There we are. <laughs> so that three month overlap. I love that. God always has overlappings of the seasons. So I look at the Jewish uh, uh, calendar year as a spiritual year. And, uh, uh, and I look at, um, uh, of course, the calendar year here as, you know, the year that we're going to live out. But there's that overlap, the natural year. There's a calendar, there's a spiritual calendar year and there's a natural calendar year. I know that God, uh, you know, planted us... Uh, in this church, we, we came and preached here, I think it was the last Sunday uh, of uh, September, around the 23rd, 24th, something like that, thereabouts. And then we were installed in uh, October. That may not mean, thank you, that may not mean anything to you, but I love numbers. So here's some numbers for you, all right? Uh, you know, it's a, I, I'm not really a nerdy geek, but in this I kind of am. I like, just like numbers. And God loves that. So it's 5779. That's the Jewish calendar year. And 5 is the number of grace. 7 is the number of perfection and blessing. 77 is the number of double. Everybody say double. 
double perfection and blessing. And nine is the number of heavenly perfection or good. So from this, a statement, the double blessing of grace is good. And I would say to that, it is great. Because 2019 is going to be, there's going to be great, we're going to, we're going to, uh, See that God will emphasize great grace, great and greater. It's the double great. Everybody say great. And the double measure is, is greater, great and greater. And there's two scriptural references for that. We'll look a lot more in depth at that. But it's a great grace or you say great grace and greater love. See, there's the great grace and the greater love of God. Amen. That's what we could look forward to in 2019. Well, what about God? You know, the disobedient. You don't qualify for that. Don't you fret yourself. You know, I mean, we were, I was raised in a big old family. And when somebody didn't matter whether they was in front of me or behind of me. But when dad was going, look at him. Ain't none of my business now. Right? You know, I'm just glad it ain't me that's here. I just go, I'm going to walk, walk away. Amen. I don't qualify. I'm not in there. Look at him crowd <laughs> amen i'm tending to mine <laughs> i'm just tending what dad said to do i'm not in that pile how many of you plan on being disobedient this year well then focus any faith on that just know that see you're in one pile or the other amen and there's a double portion for one pile or the other well, what if I make a mistake? That's not the same. See, willful disobedience is saying don't pay any attention to God. Just keep on rocking along like you've been. There's a whole lot of Christians. I'll tell you how they rock along like it's been. They're not paying much attention to God. You don't pay. Here's the thing. I told Pastor Sandy this because the Lord told me this. Just been dealing with me along these lines. He said, you know, he said when you're not paying attention, he goes, sooner or later something will come up, arise, or happen that will get your attention. You know, the beginning of wisdom, in one translation says, is the fear or the reverent respect and awe of God, who is a good father, who will take care of his own children and make sure we look like him. Amen. All right. Are you ready now for uh, the profitable word of instruction? We've had... A timely word. We've had an encouraging uh, word. We've had a warning word. The word does all of those things in our life. The word doesn't just pet us and, and call us George and just say, you know, oh, you're so wonderful. Wonderful. No, it doesn't do all that. Amen. God absolutely thinks, you know, uh, beyond the world of us. I mean, he really does. But he ain't fooled by us. Hebrews 11, that helped you, didn't it? Amen. Fasting will help you too. (laughs) 11. Hebrews 11, the profitable word of instruction. Hebrews 11. You know, in relation to what we're doing right now, the word works when you do it. When you apply it, when you hear it as a working word and you begin to do it. So we're doing this 21 day of fasting and prayer by faith. Isn't that right? In other words, that we're simply doing what we believe he wants us to do. So it, it qualifies under and ob- choosing to to walk in an obedience to the faith. All right. We believe that God has authored in our hearts 
impressed on us, spoken to us, or however you want to couch that, or dealing with us, or prompting us, however you want to, uh, uh, you know, whatever category that fits in for each one of us, um, it's, it's when we make a move in that direction, when there is this, this practical application of what that's going to look like in my life as I do that. I'm a participator. You know, never want to, never want to be a spectator only. All right. If I'm going to spectate, it's only to see how to do to participate. It's never just to watch it. God's not just, you know, he's not just for show. He, 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 this stuff only works. We're only, the blessing is only released when we do the word. All right. So we're doers of the word, not just hearers only. We're doers of, have no plans to be a hearer only. You know, if I hear it, then I've got to, I've got to, I've got to look at that, keep looking at that, meditate on that, in order to let God show me how that works out in my life. How how am I going to do this? No matter what it is, and most time, everything God asks us to do is impossible in our own natural selves. We're going to cut cross grain. It would be sacrificial where our flesh is concerned, our our natural human instincts and and abilities and all of that. You know, God will ask us to believe him by faith. Isn't that right? Now, here's the, uh, uh, here's the, uh, the instructional and very encouraging scripture, 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. Now, listen, we're not under the law. We're not in some performance thing. We're not trying to make God love us and be happy with us. I simply say we live as a Christian. We want to please God. Amen. Just, you just natural something on the inside. I want to please God. I want to be satisfactory to him. Amen. You know, I, you know, uh, I had a natural... Uh, I had a natural father that, boy, I'm going to tell you what, you know, he had the good side, what, his good side and his bad side, you know. The bad side, he, he, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, both of those sides loved me dearly, wanted to see me a success. But boy, I'm going to tell you what, and he was a lot happier living in the sunshine than when it got stormy weather uh, and the thunder rolled and that voice rose and lightning struck. Are you under? You're, I'm going to light you up, son. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. You know, now, now none of that, di- any discipline or anything in our life was for good. It wasn't to cause us to be failures. It was to help us to succeed. Well, how much more, Heavenly Father? Amen. So we want to please God. And there's an there, there, unhealthy, unhealthy attitude of, uh, of disregard that comes, I believe, at just disrespect towards God uh, today for the most part. It's grace that has, that has greased itself right over into a ditch. You know, they just simply want to just take advantage of the goodness of God. And, you know, and, and, you know God doesn't mind being taken advantage of. You know, uh, he really doesn't to a point. You know, to a point. But especially, you know, uh, uh, his own. We sh- we should have a healthy respect and awe and reverence, and and honestly, a little bit of you know the healthy respect that I had.
from uh, my natural father and from my heavenly father. Is he going to do what he's saying now? I mean, you know, and he's fair. But he's also, the end, the, you know, Genesis 1 and 2 shows us a God who was a judge. And Revelation is a total and complete, uh, I mean, the fireworks and all of God being revealed as the judge. And we got lots of folks now, don't judge me. God love, God don't judge me. Now, he's already judged you that he loves you and he's given you grace, but there's going to come a time, I'm going to tell you what, when that's, you know, I mean, that's just going to shift gears. Amen. He said judge yourself so you won't have to be judged by what? Uh, there comes a point in time where, you know, uh, where the consequences of the choices, you know, God, God can't legally hold those things back. Amen. I love God. Tomorrow I'm going to go down and rob the bank. God loves me. That's his money. I should have some of it. And I'm going to pray God will help me. And I'm going to pray that I won't get caught. And I'm going to give a big offering and pay a big tithe check. You know what I'm saying? And God loves me to let me do that. And I go, amen. He also loves the blue light special boys that will come and they'll help me put me in an orange suit somewhere. Amen. And he'll send a preacher in there to say, Listen, it don't work that way. <laughs> you get the picture, amen? All right, boy, we got to hurry up. We're going to be in trouble here. Uh, not really. Listen, you know, if, if you just get one thing that you could work with here tonight. Uh, for whoever would come near to God. And this is when, when this, this uh, fasting and prayer is a time to draw near to God. Out of a heart that wants to please Him. Out of a heart that wants to be satisfactory. Out of a heart that wants to, 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 to do things His way. To carry out His will His way. And it's not like the rest of the world. You know, the world's in the gym counting calories, you know. You know what I'm saying? Because it's about how they look and how they feel and all about them. Really, we're going to get down into, you know, the fast that God has chosen. Where It's not just about, you know, you losing weight, you feeling better. Those are be byproducts, but they're not the purpose of what we're doing here. Not the main purpose, all right? Those can be some happy, unintended consequences. But if you make the, that the center, we're gonna, you, you're not going to get the maximum reward, all right, or results that God has for us, all right? Um, it says, uh, whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek uh, him out. And so this is a seeking and a desiring to please and be satisfactory to God. It is a coming near or drawing near to God uh, that is very intentional. It's very purposeful. It's intentional. It is a believing that God exists. Now listen. And that God is a God who is worthy of our lives, of respect, of awe, of adoration, of attention, and of obeying. And, and, that, and that He is worth and worthy of the extra effort. That's the title of the message tonight, extra effort. He, uh, and that He is a rewarder. Now reward means it gives a satisfying return or result. 
that, that, is, that is both ways. That God is satisfying to God and it's satisfying uh, to us. But that God is a rewarder. There is a return and a result of what we're doing here. It's not just, you know, uh, it's not to be just a religious exercise or, you know, uh, that, and we participate at whatever level of knowledge or understanding that we have. But it's also a wonderful uh, time to gain new insight, new understanding, perhaps a, a greater depth of knowledge so that what we do, it, we get a greater result. See the purpose of knowing uh, 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 of knowing God, you know, is uh, is so that we can make Him known more accurately, more fully, to people, and not to become a stepping stone and not a stumbling block for other people's lives. All right. <clears throat> so there's some extra effort. Everybody say extra effort. Well, God's kind of worth the extra effort, isn't He? I mean, Jesus kind of went to extra effort where we're concerned. You know, in our service to him, uh, at some at some point in time is that is you know, Lord, you have really you know blessed me. Now, how can I be a blessing to you, and how can I be a blessing for you? It's a little different perspective on life than just bless me. Thank you very much. You know, I mean, and now bless me again. All right. <clears throat> now, what would be the reward? Let's go over to. Um, Matthew's chapter. I'm reading again still out of the Amplified Bible. Well, let me finish that verse. It says, He he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. So we say earnestly and diligently. You know, one is an attitude, the other one is an action, isn't it? There's an earnest attitude, but there's a diligent action. It's like, now here's how you be successful in this, you know. Don't start checking off the days on the calendar and go, oh my God, 19 more days to go. Sure, I can't wait until I can eat so and so and such and such again. I can't hardly stand this. No. You know, listen, you know, that's not focusing on the reward. All right. That Jesus suffered the cross for the joy of the reward that was set in front of him. You focus on the reward, not on the requirement, on the reward. Amen. You just suck it up. Buttercup. Oh, you know. <laughs> and nobody's here to make it hard on you. You know, this isn't about how... how how hard we make it on ourselves to impress God. Just obey God. Just obey God. Amen. <laughs> All right, I got to move along. I'm going to get distracted and say some stuff that I'll get in a lot of trouble for. Let's go Matthew 6. Oh, you're probably already there. What is the reward? Well, Matthew 6, Jesus lumps these three together. Uh, and, and he talked about... Uh, he said, when you give, gave instruction. Well, let me just read them. Jesus went away from there, came to his own country and hometown Nazareth, and his disciples followed with him. And on the, verse 1, down through. And on the Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who listened to him were utterly astonished, saying, where? 
No, I'm in Mark. It's no wonder that didn't, that wasn't supposed to sound like that. <gasps> Pastor made a mistake. Yep. <sighs> Be merciful to those who make mistakes. And you shall receive mercy. Amen. All right. You ever feel like you get up and you're living the wrong life, reading the long? I've been reading the wrong verse here, man. I'm living the wrong life, you know. And don't tell your wife that because you're, you're married to the right woman. Amen. Take care not to do your good deeds publicly or before men in order to be seen by them. Otherwise, you will have no reward. The reward is reserved for and awaiting you. With and from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, whenever you give to the poor, don't blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites in the synagogues in the streets like to do, that they may be recognized and honored and praised by men. All right? You'll see, this is Jesus teaching. You'll see where this came from out of the Old Testament, particularly around giving, particularly around fasting, particularly around praying. Jesus is setting a different standard here of attitude and action. He said, listen, anything that, listen, honestly, anything that we do uh, to be recognized, that we may be recognized by men, boy, that's so subtle. You've got to watch that. Oh, you've got to watch that. You know, I mean, we all love to be hugged and petted and get the attaboy, girl. Good job, preacher, you know, all that kind of stuff. I tell you, I spent years, you know, preaching to people that that was not what they want, or that they were saying. Oh, no. No. Uh-uh. And they, and, and, anyhow. Well, you know, after a while, you know, you don't need that anymore. You only need to, you only need to have God's commendation. You only need to have praise from God. You don't need the praise of men. I'm going to tell you, it's real subtle because it's how you feel when you don't get appreciated for what you think you should be appreciated for. Amen? All I do for you, you don't even. Now, we never show it so much on the inside. But I'm going to tell you what, when that bristles up on the, uh, on the outside. You know, I remember telling God, I said, you know what, them people. Man, they just used me. God said, well, you prayed for years to be used. I used you. They used you. That's not what I wanted. I, I wanted you to use me and people would clap when, you know, when you, when you, when you brought the main line and they'd get excited and everybody would, you know, throw down palm leaves and shout hallelujah and, you know, glory to God in the highest, the preachers coming into town and great song, you know, I mean, just this or that or the other. And when you don't get it, it's how you feel that locates where you're focusing. And God just has a way of working that out. And the way he'll work that out is that, you know, you don't get appreciated. You just get used. And sometimes you get abused until you realize, you know, and you go, God, they, these people. Uh, yeah, and he'll go, listen now, 
You know, who are you doing it for? Well, I'm doing it for them. Well, you need to do it for me. First, and then you'll have good attitudes towards them. Moving right along here, anyhow. Uh, uh, he goes down again here. He's, he goes... He goes, truly, I tell you, they have their reward in full already. See, if all we're looking for, Jesus said it in another place. He dealt a lot with this because it is the measure of a person is give them a little bit of fame. That's the, that's the measure of, uh, we're talking about success here. Now, failure, there, you know, I mean, that's not, that's, you know, that's not hard to pass that test. It's easy to be poor. It's easy to fail. It's not much required there. All right. But you begin to have a little success. And God will give you success by degrees as you can handle it. Amen. Just be careful to always give the glory to God. Amen. Know within your own heart. You know, people say, oh, that's why you say, thank you very much. But in your heart, God, we know. Apart from you, we can't do anything. We have no good thing in us. Anything that we are, we are by the grace of God. Period. And that belongs to you. You're the only one that changes lives. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know things like this will just kind of bubble on up when, when, when our God is a consuming fire. Yeah. Shama, shama, shaka, shaka. I'm telling you. Yeah. You know, it's when, he, when he's the fire underneath your pot and the scum starts coming up out of the stew that it ain't. Yeah. He's always a fire. That ain't the kind of fire we were talking about. I'm talking about the fire you called down from heaven with Elijah and killed the prophets. It's different when it's underneath your little pot. And the heat's on. And your care and your flaws and your and your stuff starts imperfections starts coming up. And the Bible says, Oh, he says, He will refine you like a refiner's fire, and he will he will refine you like silver. Like fine gold. Amen. Even other people may not see it, but God does. See, be careful about this need and attention or doing anything that calls attention to you other than Jesus. In every service, all these kind of things, be careful about weighing out, is this going to glorify God or is this going to attract attention to me and and take people's, uh, you know, uh, minds off of the Lord? I mean, you you making you know. I mean, you making burn it up, son or sister. But if it draws attention away from him, <clears throat> anyhow, you know, these are these are things that are for the mature. They're not for just babies. Amen. But you know, I mean, when we start, you know, we're reminded with the little two-year-old. You know, I mean, it's not just all about you, sugar. You know, you're the apple of our eye. We love you and all that kind of stuff. But it just, you know, you, you know, there's other folks. The family's bigger than just you. Hallelujah. All right. <clears throat> and he goes down here and says, but when you pray, you know, we don't want our reward in full already, do we? We don't want our reward from people. You show, you know, I've learned a whole lot of stuff on the dark side of the mountain. 
<laughs> I used to pray and say, God, why? You know, I mean, all these other folks. And there again, see, you know, you, we compare ourselves with. Why, why is it so hard? Why is it, you know, I mean, you're just laboring in obscurity here. I mean, it's just like purposefully, you don't exist. Purposefully, you're overlooked. Purposefully. Everything on the backside, everything on the, on the dark side, you know. Moses, Joseph, David. Oh, excuse me, might be in good company. Might be just, if there's three witnesses in there, might just be the way that God d- prepares a people. To give him glory. Amen. All right. When you pray, go into your most private room, closing the door, pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. All right. And when you pray, don't heap up phrase, you know, don't get religious with the thing so that you, so that, have you ever heard folks pray to you? They stopped praying to God, now they're praying to you. Are you hearing? Even in corporate prayer, we still need to have our focus on... Now, there are different avenues of prayer, but be careful we don't start praying to folks, you know? Because it's nice when we're praying and, and you start hearing amens and hallelujahs and stuff like that. Amen. Obviously, God's happy. He sent an angel to play tunes. This, this little sugar helps the medicine go down all right, one more, 17. It says, or 16, And whenever you are fasting, don't look gloomy and sour and dreary like the hypocrites, for they put on a dismal countenance that their fasting may be apparent to and seen by men. All right, he said they have their reward in full. But when you fast, perfume your head, wash your face, you know, uh, go about your regular everyday life. Don't let people know, you know, uh, uh, you know, that you're doing something in secret. The Bible says this three times. It says, for your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open or give you an open reward. All right. So seeing in secret, the reward, rewarding you openly, is the reward will be out where it can be seen. Out where it can be seen. Amen. How many of you believe in God for an open reward? And there are things that we've got in front of God, absolutely. But we want to look at some, <clears throat> some scriptural things in here. We're not going to get hardly any uh, further. I just want to turn your attention uh, real quickly uh, back to uh, Isaiah 58. We're going to, you know, during this time of fast, we've got three Wednesdays to do this. I, w- I, want, to, uh, <clears throat> I want to talk about what we're doing and why so that we can have a satisfactory uh, results. Amen. That's satisfying to God and very satisfying for us. Are you in? All right, Isaiah 58. uh, And this entire chapter is about uh, the fast. Now, in 58, he says, uh, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet, and declare to my people their transgression 
and to the house of Jacob for their sins. Now he's in the context of, of them seeing God. He says, yet they seek, inquire for, and require me daily, delight externally to know my ways, as if it were in reality a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God in visible ways. But now listen, here's the hard attitude. Why have we fasted, they say, and you don't see it? Why have we afflicted ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Now, all right, let's move down a little further. Uh, it says, Behold, O Israel, on the day of your fast, when you should be grieving for your sins, you find profit in your business instead of stopping all work as the law implies, uh, implies you and your workmen should do. You exhort from your hired servants a full amount of labor. The facts are you fast only for strife and debate and to smite with the fists of wickedness. Fasting as you, date, as you do today will not cause your voice to be heard on high. Is such a fast as yours what I have chosen? A day for a man to humble himself with sorrow in his soul. It's uh, true f- is true fasting merely mechanical? Is it only to bow down his head like a bull rushing and spread sackcloth and ashes under him to indicate a condition of heart that he does not have? Will you call this a fast acceptable day of the Lord? Now, before we exclude ourselves from that, I want to read this out of the Message Bible. And I've got to hurry because we need to receive the uh, offering here. Um, you know, it, it helps to be open-faced and honest before God because... You know, I mean, you know, drawing near to God. One of the things about drawing near to God is that, you know, things are going to appear as they really are. And God will, and God will deal in the, the pattern in Revelation. God, seven churches. There was not one church that he said, I love all these things about you, but there's one thing we really need to talk about. So God's just that way. He'll go. He'll first. He'll say all this stuff you got going for it. I commend you for that. But here's one thing that we need to take care of. This. All right. This is how God works. All right. So in this, I'm going to read it out of the Message Bible. It'll make a little more sense. It says, "Shout a full throat of shout. Hold nothing back. A trumpet blast. Shout. Tell my people what's wrong with their lives. Face my family, Jacob, with their sins." Now listen. You know we're we're not here. You know pointing fingers and all of that kind of stuff. It's simply it's like, if we're going to do this, I don't want to waste 21 days of sacrifice and doing without and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I need to get it right. I just don't have time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, God, you know, uh, because you'll see this, the, the, the shift here is between, it's not just about what we want. This is about what God wants and why he wants it. And to please him, I, I want to want what he wants for the same reasons he does. All right? And I'll be honest with you. In my life, boy, I have, I have you know, <laughs> I qualify for these first ones. Here, here we go. They're busy, busy, busy at worship and love studying all about me to all appearances. They're a nation of right living people, law abiding, God honoring. They ask me what's the right thing to do and love having me on their side. But they also complain, why do we fast and you don't look our way? Why do we humble ourselves and you don't even notice? Well, here's why. The bottom line on your fast days is profit for ourselves. We're doing this, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to, I got all this list of things that may, basically is centered around improvement in my life, making my life better. I want my family saved because I'll feel much better if they get saved. I'll be much happier if they get, Jesus, help me. I got to, are you listening? I know you will. 
Honestly, but that should be an unintended consequence. They'll go to hell if they don't get saved. Whether you feel good or not about it, either way. I've felt both ways. There's sometimes I'm glad they get saved. There's other times, you know, you want to go to hell, just go on. You know, anyhow, let's move along here. All right. <laughs> Long we're being honest. Amen. All right. It says you fast, but the, the bottom line on your fast days is profit. You drive your employees much too hard. You fast, but at the same time you bicker and fight. You fast, but you swing a mean fist. The kind of fasting you do won't get your prayers off the ground. Do you think this is the kind of fast day I'm after? A day to show off humility. Now, now, now pull that back a little bit. It, it, it can, it can, how is it? It's an oxymoron, isn't it? A day to show off humility. And see, that's what Jesus was dealing with. He goes, you're showing off a, a false humility. And he said, that's not right. He said, I'm telling you, this is the way you do it. He said, you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, you know, and God who sees in secret, believing him for reward and not just a reward for yourselves looking good, for you being heard, for you getting my attention, for you being impressive to God. Oh, I'm going down through the list here for me, amen, to, to get God's attention, to impress God, to t- cause our voice to be heard uh, on high. Merely external, but a heart that's not really in it. Listen, the real t- it's a showing off of uh, humility. The real purpose is about what God wants over what we want. It's okay to have your list. God's got a list, and we're going to go down through this. But he goes, I want to set the record straight. The fast that I chose is for this. Let's see, is it breaking chains? Look what he says. <clears throat> this is the kind of fast day I'm after, to break the chains of injustice, to get rid of exploitation in the workplace, free the oppressed, cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do is sharing yours with other folk, where it's not just about you. It is about caring and sharing the people that I care about. I want them loosed. I want them freed. I want the injustices and, uh, and the wickedness. I want that taken care of. And you partnering with me in the right attitude and this action is going to be a powerful thing. Let me t- give you an, an example here. Th- th- I'll tell you it's a greater measure this year. Can you bear with me a second? This, did you get one of these? For 21 days as a church family, this will be our prayer. And we add to this, this is the focus faith of our fasting and prayer and giving ourselves to God. All right? Is we'll focus our faith on revelation and transformation that God will show us. And God will change us first, our church, and then our city, our family, and our friends are rescued and restored. That's this. That's, that's a, a, not that God isn't purposed to bless us, because he is, all right? But he's more purpose. Listen, he's saying, but you've only, I need to bring you into the double. I need you to have more than just being blessed. The double is so that I can make you a blessing. I need to shift your focus from just being blessed, but the purpose of being blessed for you on, alone But the purpose of being blessed is to become a blessing. You meet together on this, ain't we, sister? Yes, ma'am. All right. 
Did you get anything out of this? All right. Okay. Hopefully, you know, uh, why shouldn't I eat that candy bar or whatever it is you're doing? I don't know. That's nobody's business. Well, because it might be a matter of, it might be serious enough that it's a matter of, my obedience is a matter of life and death and standing in the gap. It's not going to make a lick of difference where you're concerned. You need candy all you want or this or that or whatever. But what if during this time your sacrifice of placing yourself in the gap and giving God a, a venue and giving God an avenue, giving God an attitude and an action that on the other side of that, that there's a, there, there's a caring and a sharing of the bread that you're eating with the hungry. A clothing of the naked. Spiritually and naturally. You, you understand what I'm saying? All right. Hallelujah. Having a, a, a greater why in our life is a good thing. So we don't waste any effort this year. We don't waste any days. We can maximize. You know, I'll tell you what a wonderful privilege to be a partner, uh, be a partner with God in times like this because God is interested in a greater work in us and a greater work through us. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.